Hi, everyone. Welcome. I have an exciting guest here with me today, my friend Jules, and I'd like to go ahead and let her introduce herself and how we got connected. Jules, welcome to the Morotsko Method podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here as well. Um, so I... I'm a mom of two wonderful little humans, a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and I have another one that's coming at the end of August. Um, I live in Canada, and um, I have a wonderful husband as well, and that's actually how Adrian and I got connected. Um, and he met her at Burning Man and fell in love with the forge and said, I'm going to buy one. And he did, <laughs> and uh, we've had it since December um and yeah it's just become part of our everyday life and so how you know what were you thinking when he's just like hey I decided I'm going to start sitting in freezing cold water because whatever reason he gave you like what were you thinking were you thinking that this is something you were going to try or you were interested uh well we have been we live near the ocean so we often are in the water all year round. Um, I wouldn't say we were there all the time, but um, it's gotten less frequent as we've had kids because it's a little bit of a trek to get there. But so we've always been used to getting in cold water. Um, we have a really amazing spa that is near our home as well that we can do cold plunging and, and sauna as well. Um, so it's been kind of part of our life. Um, and then he's been doing cold showers for a long time. And I remember when he first started getting me to do them. And I was like, this is horrid. I don't know how people do this every day, but I'd still do it and it always felt good. Um, but when he came back from Burning Man and he had met he had met you and just all the incredible things he had to say and the things that he'd learned about cold punching and he said he was gonna buy one, I was, I was actually really excited for him. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know how I felt about it for myself at the moment, even though I was like, I think I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in. Uh, I also didn't know how cold it was because the ocean here, I don't think dips below, I want to say eight degrees. And that's, I don't know what that is in your, in the, we'll in the US later, version. Right? I, <laughs> uh, I know, I don't do it either. Um, I'm like, I know that zero Celsius is 32 Fahrenheit. 30, so yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't realize how cold it would be. Um, but yeah, so I was pretty excited. I just felt like it was another tool in our toolbox to help us on our health journey. We've been really on this path for a long time. So yeah, we were pretty excited. And then like, you think about it too. You think of cold showers, you think of cold outdoor swimming. They're all just a little bit different. You know, like I say that I really don't take a cold shower unless I absolutely have to, because I don't like to be locally pelted even with 60 or 70 degree water I would rather sit calmly in freezing water full of ice and um this is kind of where my head my head space is at without it like I would rather sit calmly in an ice bath than be aggressively pelted with water in a cold shower but you can get the benefits in so many different ways and so when he first started plunging in the Morotsko at those freezing temperatures. Were you doing it right away too? So I wasn't because I actually got pregnant early December. And I think we got it on like December 20th and it got kind of installed 
within a week or so. Um, but we had gone to California and I bet the water was probably a bit warmer. It was still quite cold, but we had gone to California early December. We'd been in the water every day, which it was, it was cold. Like people weren't swimming in it, um, but my husband and I were going in for, you know, five to 10 minutes every day, a couple times a day. Um, and I actually got pregnant then. And I just always thought this baby really wants to be in water. Um, so I wanted to go in the forge, but I was apprehensive for sure because I just, I hadn't done cold plunging with my last two. And um, I knew that cold exposure was definitely safer than hot exposure <laughs> in pregnancy, but I didn't really know much about it. So um, yeah, so I would put my hands and my feet in and I kind of was like, oh, I just really want to be in here. And then, and that was when I said to Rich, I, I said, I really want you to connect me with Adrian. I think that I think I just need someone that I can talk to and really just sit with this feeling of apprehension, but knowing that it's what my baby and I really wanted to have in my life. So yeah, and that's when that's when I decided to take the plunge. <laughs> I I love this for so many reasons. Like for one, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for, you know, just being vulnerable and sharing your experience as a woman who has conceived and is practicing deliberate cold exposure, because I know so many women who are in the act of trying to get pregnant or have recently gotten pregnant or have gotten pregnant, carried to term, had the baby. And each step of the way, deliberate cold exposure can have a place in supporting that experience. And I think that sharing women's stories who have done this, who have actually practiced deliberate cold exposure during one of these stages of having a child is important to get it out there so that other people know, because we can be very scared. It can sound very scary. And if you think about it, it's extreme deliberate cold exposure, especially when we're doing it at these freezing cold temperatures is extreme. And so mm -hmm. no matter who you are, no matter where you are in your health journey, that can be shocking to your system. And so here's what I love too, about all of this, you know, you already had a bit of a practice. You already knew that there were some benefits of deliberate cold exposure, which is why you do it. And then by the time you reached out to me, it was just more of a, like, what are, what are the extra things maybe that you're not thinking of? Like, you know, that kind of, what are the unknowns that none of us know about this practice along with pregnancy? And for those of you listening, I think that and you've heard me say this before, one of the greatest benefits of an ice bath or a cold plunge or a deliberate cold exposure practice is that it reconnects that communication between the brain and the body. And so we know the answer. We know whether it's our monkey mind saying, I don't want to do this, or if it's our body saying, I need to do this. And so having that moment to just sit with the self. So when Jules called me, this is what we did. We just sat for a moment. I had her sit calmly on the ground. She happened to be in her yoga room, which was perfect. <laughs> and she sat calmly on the ground and I had her close her eyes, take a few deep breaths and just check in, check in with the top of her head and her neck and her shoulders and her arms, her belly, her feet, her legs, and the baby check in. What is, is it a yes? Is it a full body fuck yes? Or is it maybe not? 
maybe take a little more time. And what's wild is like, I go through this whole thing, this whole thing. And we come out of it, you know, she, I bring her out of it. She's like, what did you say to me? You're like, I knew right away. It was a total yes. You knew yeah. right away. <laughs> Talk I to sure me about did. that. Talk to me about what that was like, just going through that practice with me and then getting to that conclusion. I think it was, um, it was just helpful to have somebody just almost help you drop into your soul really to, to really just be intuitive. And I have, I've always been very intuitive with my body, with my children. Um, and so when it came to this, I was like, well, this baby was conceived when my husband and I were in a pretty chilly ocean every single day. And this baby just wants to be near water and, I don't know. It's just such a life force. So it, it was, it really was a no brainer, but it was just allowing someone to hold space for me to really explore that. Because I think at the time it was really hard for me to find those moments of quiet where I could really just drop into that uh, intuition and really just listen to it. Cause you know, me chasing after two kids all day and, you know, like the working, the going on, goings on of a house and everything. It's like, it's really hard to find that time to really just sit with your thoughts and, and your body. Um, so that, yeah, that's what it was. It was basically like a very, just like a really quick, deep meditation that I needed in that moment. And I was able to really just, yeah, just focus on it really. Yeah. And we can do that. We can do that with any of these like major decisions that come in life, but specifically when it comes to our bodies and the way that I think of a woman with child is that you are the most intuitive. You are the most connected to your body and, and to ultimate source that you could ever possibly be. And so if there were ever a time of clarity to hear the truth of what your body, your heart, your mind energetically is saying, that's the time. And so I think like, also for those of you listening, who are just unsure about like, should I do this? How should I do this? There are so many benefits to starting slow. Like we don't have to jump in with both feet and just, you know, go to town, taking a full on up to the neck ice bath at 32 degrees for two minutes. You can like Jules started, you can just start by putting your hands in and just putting your feet in. And then maybe just getting in, sitting down, standing up, getting out, you know, maybe just splash your face a couple of times. Mm -hmm. The way that I think of it too, is like, we're nearing summer right now. It's going to get really hot in a lot of places. I know women who started a deliberate cold exposure practice because even though they never thought they would, but once you're in Phoenix, Arizona in July and you're eight months pregnant, like the last, it's just too hot to function. It is too hot to function. And so any relief that you can imagine getting a little bit cold, because again, let's face it, even the pool is warm. Even the pool feels like bath water. You can't get any relief from it. And so it starts as this need. It starts as this need to like, let me just cool off a bit, but then you get the benefits and think about it. Like, and I've heard this said too, for women who have plunged while pregnant, one woman told me, she said, I think what is good for the mom is good for the baby. Mm -hmm. If mom feels good, if mom's producing no dopamine and norepinephrine, if mom's feeling calmer, cooler, more collected, more grounded as a result of this practice, well, then how would the baby not benefit? Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely not a doctor, 
But like, I just think intuitively we've been doing this for millennia. So what's your practice like now, Jules? Like, are you, how often are you getting in? How long do you stay? Walk us, like paint me a picture. <laughs> well, the wonderful thing about having this at, at our fingertips is the fact that we have, we have it just outside and it's, it is my only form of meditation right now. And you know what? Two and a half minutes of meditation a day for me. And that I do it six days a week. It is everything because since I had my daughter, I haven't, I just haven't made the time for meditation. I didn't, I couldn't find the time. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that part of it, but it was just like, can come up with all the excuses, but maybe I just didn't have the right form of it for myself. And I needed something short and, um, and profound. And so, yeah, so I, I mean, I started off by doing, yeah, my hands and feet. And then I would go in, I would go in just like, I would kind of like crouch down so my belly wasn't in. And then eventually I was just like, no, I think I can, I think I can get, I can get in there. And then my husband held me up for a little bit to try and get my belly out. And then I realized that I could actually do that myself if I like held onto the back with my hands. Um, and so now what do I do? What do I do is I just I get in, I sink all the way in and then I prop my belly up and I keep my hands out for about a minute and a half. And then I, and then I, and then I put my, hold my hands in and I sink as much of my chest in as I can for 45 seconds. And then for the last 15, I, I sink my whole body in. And it's just, every time I do it, I, it's, it's that meditation for me. And it takes me back to both of my births that I had, um, where I, I birthed both of our babies in water. And it's just, I don't know, it's just, it takes me to that moment, but it also keeps me very present because you can't, you can't shift your brain to anything else. You just have to be in it. Um, it's funny because I have this song that I play, that I play sometimes it's called elsewhere. Um, and it's just, it's like, I think it's like two minutes and 40 seconds or something. And I put it on because so, sometimes I just need that to remind me that I'm not, I can't be elsewhere. I have to be here in the now. Um, and I almost always have Rich there with me. Um, I did it once without him and it was actually just so lovely to be in that space by myself, but I do. I do really require that connection. It's, it's, I'm such a connective person. Like I just, I want that connection with others. And so Rich is usually there. Um, <clears throat> I would say eight out of 10 times, both my kids are there. My son who just turned two, he's always putting his hands in and pulling out the ice. But um, his new thing is he, he goes mama in. So Rich will pick him up and, and pop him between my legs and he'll, he's, he's always naked too. The kid is always naked. He pops him in and he goes up to his waist and he looks at me and then he does that like, like, oh, that's cold, you know? And then, and then he just looks at Rich and he goes out and then he pulls him out and then he runs, he just runs. He's just, he's gone. He's just so excited that he was in there. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just, I step out and we have a wonder, we have a wonderful pool and we have a wonderful hot tub. I have been in the pool afterwards once. I... I don't know why it's such a part of my practice that I don't, I, I, I take off my bathing suit, I dry off, I get dressed 
And then if it's sunny, I'll sit in the sun. Otherwise I just go about my day. Like I'll go upstairs and make breakfast if it's in the morning or, you know, I'll chase my kids or whatever. But I, I try and I try, I just, I want my body to warm up naturally. Um, The only time I go in the pool is if, is if we have friends over or something like that. Um, But yeah, that's basically my practice. And we do it any time of day. I always always do it before 4 p.m. because I do have such tricky sleep right now being pregnant. And I know that if I do it too late in the evening, I will, it will kind of wake me up a little bit, but um, yeah, we try and do it first thing in the morning if we can. I haven't been in a couple of days because I was sick, but, and when I say I was sick, I was like very sick. Normally if I have a cold or something, I'll 100% go in, but I physically couldn't. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to go in this morning. And Rich went in like maybe three minutes before we started. And I, I thought, you know, I'm just going to wait until I'm done and I'll go after, but Oh, it's like my, I don't drink coffee, but it's like my morning coffee. I love that. I love that (laughs) so much. And you did paint a beautiful picture. So thank you for that. And there are a couple of things that I want to touch on that you said that really struck me. And these are the messages. These are part of the message, the messages that I want to share. One of the things that you said was that it's short and it's profound. Like this is, this is where you get your meditation. And I think it sounds wild to think that you're going to sit in a freezing cold ice bath and meditate. But I feel the same way. And I've heard this from a lot of people that sitting in the ice provides this clarity of mind. All of a sudden, like you said, you can't think of anything else. The only thing you can think of is where you are right now, breathing deeply through that practice and process and like, Hopefully you're not focusing on the time. Hopefully you're not focusing on anything else, but really you can't, it forces that presence. And Mm -hmm. as a mom of two young children with another one on the way, this, this chaos that is just surrounding you at all waking moments. And then, like you said, even with the sleep interrupted, having that two minutes to yourself to turn it all off, that is bliss. And it is short and it is profound. And this is the other thing that I like about this practice is it's passive and it's instant. You show up, you sit down, you breathe, and you are a changed person on the other Mm -hmm. side of that ice bath. If you show up and you sit down and you breathe calmly and you exit that water calmly, you are a changed person. Mm -hmm. And I think that if more people were aware of the ease of this instant reset, a lot more people would be practicing because when you have nothing left to give, when your tank is completely empty, when you've gone to the edge of the earth, when you think that it's the one time you can't is when you absolutely ought to, because that's where you put it all back. That's where, as long as you're doing it before, like you said, four o'clock in the four o'clock, um, each day, you're going to get that energy to get you through the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. You know, we're starting your day with that gets you the energy, the calm, the presence of mind that you need to get through the day. And this is such a powerful tool for parents. I've heard so many parents tell me that they are more present and more patient with their children because of this practice. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I noticed with it is Um, The biofeedback that I get, um, so I have a lot of um, food sensitivities and and things. So there's there's one food that I know 
that when I have it, it's cacao. It's like my one vice that I have like once a month, I'll put like cacao in a warm drink or something like that. But within, so for the 24 hours after that time that I have it, um, my hands, uh, like I can't move some of my fingers afterwards. It's like quite painful. And it's like all of this energy is just going to that spot and reminding me, this is why you don't have this normally. Um, and so it's, it's, it's like it, it just pinpoints those parts of my body that I need to really focus on. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely believe the cold has a way of seeking the healing you need. Like I'll even mm -hmm. feel like sometimes specifically in different parts of like my back or different parts of my belly or different parts of my legs because it's concentrated. And I think that you also brought up a really good point too. And that's the safety aspect. When you are pregnant, I do think it is a good idea to enact that buddy system. Just have someone nearby, just in case it's not like anything's going to happen. And like you said, when you did it that one time all by yourself, it was that moment of bliss because it was just your own experience. But let's be honest, like this is a condition. This is a, I don't want to say a condition, but this is a situation where you want to just exercise an extra step, extra layer of safety. So not only do I like the buddy system for that, but let's, I, I like the buddy system because I like to plunge with a friend. I always mm -hmm. feel better when I have someone with me. That's like, Hey, let's plunge together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's a great idea. And here's what I think is funny about kids. When your kids see you practice, they are so much more attuned to the changes that happen within your body, to those physiological changes that are happening. They can see it in your face. They're reading facial expression from you. They're sensing energetic shift in you. And then they see your mood change as a result of this practice. The kids are so perceptive. They are so perceptive. <laughs> and so then you get out and then you're calmer you're more patient with them. They start to associate all of this. And then you add on top that kids are just naturally drawn to water. Like this is why mm -hmm. there are all these like little sensory play and fun games that have to do with water and dirt. Like kids are naturally attracted to water. Mm -hmm. So they want to play with it. They want to smash it. They want to check the ice out. Ooh, it's cold. Uh, the youngest that I know we've ever had in is like 18 months, but she did the same thing. She's like up, up, up dad dunks her in. She's like, ah, getting out. He pulls her out. And then she's like, again, again, and then runs all around like a crazy person, but they're <laughs> feeling those feel good chemicals too. Mm -hmm. and, and kids would not come back for more if they didn't love it. How many times do you see kids at the beach or playing in water parks and it's freezing cold and all the parents are like, oh no, I'm not going in, but their kids are naked you know, running in this freezing cold water and they all, that's just, it's pure joy for them. And they don't have a sense of like a danger or anything. We did that when we were kids too. It was like, you're shivering, your lips are turning purple and you're like five more minutes. Like I'll have cocoa when we come inside. And then you come outside and you're wrapped to the towel and you're shivering like mad. And nobody was worried about you dying or catching your death or getting sick. It was just what we did. And mm -hmm. this type of resilience is important for us. This is good for children to experience these temperature differentials. It's good for kids to sweat. Oh yeah. Good for kids to sweat. And I love that you brought up 
the water birth too. My two boys were born by water birth, my baby mama, not by me. These are not my biological children, but all four, my baby mama had four kids and all four of her kids were born at home water births. And she said, she just felt everything in her body said, this is how to do this. And so to me, this is just another example of the natural healing draw of water. Mm -hmm. It holds us. Yeah. I said to Rich the other day, I was, I was in the plunge and I said to him, I don't know how I'm going to wait for me to stop bleeding after this baby comes for me to go in here. It's going to be a long wait. <laughs> it's just like we're going to be part of my recovery and I did part of my everyday life and it's like one of those things I know I'm going to be in it with my new baby it's going to be a lot anyways but I just I can't I already know that I won't be able to wait to get back and I'll be so excited and you'll know you'll know mm -hmm. as soon as it's time for you to go back in because this is another thing I've worked with a lot of women who have helped use this post labor to help re-regulate the hormonal system and bring them back online. Because let's face it, it's so much stress. It's such a traumatic, physical, emotional, spiritual experience to mm -hmm. give birth. And this helps you sort of like put back together, like, you know, get back into that flow of your body, of your life and bringing you back into your own body mm -hmm. as your own sovereignty, your own sovereign being. Mm -hmm. And then again, if you're, feeling good and you're taking care of yourself, then that baby's going to benefit from that. Everyone mm -hmm. around us benefits from when we take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Would you, what type of um, advice would you have for women out there that are like, you know, I just don't know. Like I kind of want to try, I might want to try, but I just don't know I'm still on the fence. What type of advice would you give them? Well, I have, I actually have had a few friends who have wanted to try and they didn't feel comfortable going in the forge because it was really cold. Sometimes they'll put their hands with their feet in. Um, and I just say, find a body of water, whether that's your bathtub or the ocean, if you live close to the ocean or a lake or something like that, and start there. It doesn't have to be freezing cold. It's just, I don't know. It's so funny because when, when my husband used to do cold showers, I thought, like, I don't know if it's something I want to recommend to people, but I know that it can be extremely beneficial. Um, I, I do have lots of friends who started there and, and they actually, that's become part of their daily practice as well. But yeah, it's just more about finding whatever body of water that feels right for you, or even just putting like a really, like getting a, face cloth in really icy cold water and putting it on your face or your chest. Um, I noticed for myself, we, we tried to put our faces in, or, um, we were, Rich was recommended by one of his doctors to put his face in before bed because it can help with melatonin production, I think it was. And anyways, we both tried it and I was like, oh, that is awful. It was so hard. I think it was more hard for me because I'm pregnant. I was like bent over and it's, you can't really hold your breath when you're pregnant anyways. But I was like, wow, that's like a brain freeze, you know, but it's just, it's still just exposing your body to cold 
exposure, whether it's your hands and your feet, I would just say start small. Um, because of where we live, we have the ocean so close and it's not, it's not as freezing, but there's something, I get such a different experience. The forage is so helpful to have here because it's part of my daily practice. It's my meditation. I can do it with my kids around. I don't have to go anywhere. Um, and it's really up to my, my, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's like up to my experience, right? But if I lived near the ocean that I could just go there every day, I, I would do that as well because there's some, something of a life force where I get, I get in the ocean and I, 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 I think down and I think I am connected to every part of this earth right now. And there's all that energy flowing towards me and it's, it takes your breath away, not because it's cold necessarily, but it's because you have, it's all of this pressure from the earth, just like coming towards your lungs when you're, you're trying, you really have to breathe. You have to really take those deep breaths and it's almost it's almost hard to do because you just have all this energy coming at you. So I don't know. I always I always try and recommend starting if you want to start plunging somewhere and you don't have a tub, then find a body of water because there's just there's such incredible energy to it. And it's it creates such a profound experience that's just it's the cold, but it's just the energy. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm so glad you said that. I think that I think that way as well. I think if your option is to plunge in nature, plunge in nature because you do, you get those minerals from that water and mm -hmm. we are drawn to water as a life source. Like, let's face it. We can't live without it. We're made up mostly of it. It is mm -hmm. one of the most powerful things just in our sheer existence. And when we can do it in nature, we also get that experience of awe. Mm -hmm. That's what nature does for us. It's so grounding. It's grounded to stand outside on the grass and the dirt. It's especially grounding to stand in the water outside and to just be a part of that living life source. And I'm also so glad that you talked about the baby steps of this process. And this is kind of how I think of it when I think of the cold and, you know, conceiving and carrying and, you know, even when it comes to preconception baby steps just take it one step at a time like with the cold rag you can put it on your face you can put it on the back of your neck you can just dunk your hands like excuse me just a little bit goes a long way mm. oh excuse me hmm and we don't have to push ourselves in this practice there is no like ultimate goal or you know the first thing that people want to know is how often do I have to do it and how long do I have to do it and it's just trust your body trust your intuition Dr. Andrew Huberman says 11 minutes a week and spread it mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. 11 minutes a week that's not a lot that's yeah. not a lot and if you need less or if you need a little more then trust your body for that but don't just think like oh two minutes I feel great 10 minutes I'll feel like Superman that's not how this practice works this is minimum no. effective dose so starting small makes sense mm -hmm. and also yeah. finding I always say too to find a time of day that does really work for you I remember Rich would always do his workout first thing in the morning and then he would go in after and um I remember saying to him, he had, he had learned, he said, oh, I, I've, I've learned that it can really just like help your body just obviously get new oxygenated blood and all this other stuff. And I said, why don't you go before your workout? 
And he was like, I don't really want to. Because <laughs> it's, you know, he gets up really early. And so one morning I was up with him, it was like 5.30. And I said, I think, I think, I think you should do it before you work out. He's like, well, you go in. I said, sure. So we did it before. And it was so funny because he came upstairs after and he said, oh, I hate that you were right on that. Because ah, now was, he yeah. yeah, and he does it all the time. Like just, he went in just before we started. He, I could hear him out there. He doesn't, he, he kind of takes a really good breath when he gets in and takes him a sec to settle. But then he did some yoga after and, um, you know, he, yeah, he's like, I don't know if I would have done that without you to kind of encouraging me, but, but now it's, it's the same as with how I do it. I, I do it. And then I don't, I don't, I don't deliberately go get in a hot shower or I just allow my body to really just feel into that, that, that coolness. And I mean, now that it is getting quite warm here, um, like we started in, I started in January and it, we had a very cold winter and it was like some days getting it. And then sometimes I got in and I was like, Oh, this is warmer than the outside. Getting out's going to be hard. <laughs> and, and I think too, once you've sat in a, in a 32 Fahrenheit, zero degrees Celsius ice bath, everything for the rest of the day feels warm, mm-hmm. you know, everything for us today feels warm. And I think it's good to that whole, you know, not just like playing with the different times today, playing around with before the workout, after the workout, because we don't know unless we try it. And it still might change from one day to the next, from one practice to the next, that might switch up. And so I think that definitely it's just another opportunity to be present with the body, present with the mind and say, what do I need? And I don't know for for many people, I don't think there's ever any getting over that initial shock of stepping in. But I also love hearing that you're letting your body warm up naturally afterwards. There is so much benefit in allowing your body to do the warming up process on its own after you plunge. And so I think that's really powerful part of your practice. And I commend you for that because yeah, a lot of people, you want to just go right into warm water. And what we don't think of too, is like when we're going into cold water, that's vasoconstricting. So Mm -hmm. your veins are going to get smaller and it's going to push all the toxins out. And when we go from cold water to warm water, that is also vasoconstricting. Whereas when we go from cold water to cold air, or excuse me, hot air, that's vasodilation. So you get, when you're going from cold water to hot air, you're getting like the full push up of constricting and then dilating the vascular system. Whereas when you're going from cold water to hot water, you're only going one direction. You're going only doing like half a push up. Mm-hmm. You're only doing the constriction process. And so I think it's really important too, that as we're walking around, we're warming up our bodies on our own. We're keeping in mind that we're allowing our body to do that vasodilation process, which is really good for our vascular system. This is one of the mm-hmm. things that helps us flush out the toxins in our body. This is helping us um, warm ourselves up when we are in cold environments. This is how a uh, part of what helps build that resiliency from heat to cold. And that's good mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. Well, great, Jules. I just want to say thank you. Like, thank you for coming on and for sharing your experience and, you know, just for being brave enough to give this a try, because 
I know that it's, I know that it's scary. It's scary. And I've never even conceived and it's still scary to me. I've been practicing five and a half years and it's still scary to me. So especially I couldn't imagine stepping into this once you've already, once you're already carrying a life inside of you. So good for you. Bravo. Thank you. And thank, <laughs> thank you, you for coming on and for sharing your story. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, everyone, you guys, give it a try. If you have any questions, I will have a guide coming out soon for baby steps towards deliberate cold exposure for new expecting or recently become moms. So keep an eye out for that as well.